the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Hi, everybody. A lot lot to talk about on the program today. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. It is good to be with you. Dozens of people have died and hundreds of structures have been destroyed in a fire that tore through Maui uh, yesterday. I believe it started maybe even the day before. Thousands have had to flee their homes. There have been at least 36 people who have passed away. And as we think about this and pray for the people of Maui, we also think about our brothers and sisters in Christ who are there. And Harvest Christian Fellowship, where Greg Laurie is the pastor, has a campus on Maui. Whenever we have Greg on the show, we always talk about how they have... uh, Uh, campuses in California and Hawaii. Well, Greg is on the show. Uh, Pastor Greg Laurie is with me from Harvest Christian Fellowship. His show you can hear on the station is called A New Beginning. Also, Pastor Greg, welcome back to the Pastor Scott Show. God, good to be with you. Thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, I thought of uh, you, and I checked to see what island your church was on. I realized this morning I didn't really know, and then I saw Maui. I thought, oh, you guys are in the thick of this, and I'm I'm glad that you are. So, you know, I'm not glad this happened, obviously, but glad that you're there. Tell us about it. Well, I like everybody else, I'm just reading the news early in the morning, and all of a sudden I read about this horrific wildfire spreading. Then as more information comes out, it becomes a lead story around the world. And uh, what happened is downtown Lahaina, most people that go to Maui uh, end up in Lahaina. It's this old, beautiful, charming little town. goes back to the times when they did whaling there, whaling village, and They have like a little home that was the home of the first missionary and all these little surf stores and fun little places to eat. And a fire hit it and literally it's all gone. The entire town burned down and this fire spread so rapidly. And I would add that these are really old wooden structures, some going back to the early 1900s, uh, others built in the 70s, but there are a bunch of wood structures and it was like a tinderbox. And that fire spread so rapidly People were running like they were going into the ocean just to escape this rapidly moving fire. And now as we're hearing more, uh, we're seeing realizing that many have died. Now, we know mm. 36. I think that number tragically may go far higher in, in our church. So we have a church of around a thousand people. That's maybe nine miles from uh, downtown Lahaina. Yeah. And, and we have people that work in those shops and those stores. It's a very small little island community. And so uh, there's around 140,000 people in Lahaina. And so everybody kind of knows everybody in a way. So this has been devastating for them. And and they don't have power on the island right now. Imagine that, no yeah. power. And uh, so the, it's been very hard for them to get word to us. We started calling them. We're concerned. Are, are these people alive still? And we have made contact with them. And we have members of our congregation who lost their homes a number of people lost their businesses, their place of work. So uh, Franklin Graham, my friend, is 
They're on their way over. Samaritan's Purse is going to be there to provide relief work. Our church, which is called Harvest Kumalani, will be there to offer spiritual help and help where we can assist people in practical ways. But right now, we're just waiting for them to turn the lights on, and we're assessing the damage. So we're still in a wait-and-see moment. And then in the very new future, within hours and and days, uh, we expect to start our efforts to help these people rebuild their community. Well, I hope they get those lights on very quickly. It's, uh, you know, in looking at the before and after pictures, I've just yeah. been blown away at how fast this happened. And yeah. it's it's just devastating. And, you know, I think people, you're on an island, you're you're so separate anyway. It's, you know, trucks can't just drive there with relief. Nope. This is going to be complicated. Yeah, it is. And it, it, it was, it's shocking how quickly it happened. And, and it just uh, was so devastating in its effect that people were sent to burn wards and, hmm. And, you know, this little island isn't really equipped for this kind of thing. And right. so it's a pretty overwhelming thing for all of them. So, you know, we're praying for them, but we, we will be not just praying. We'll be out there doing practical things. In fact, if you go to my uh, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter page, it's just Greg Laurie at whatever, uh, you'll see a video that we shot because we were just there a couple of weeks ago. A CBN came with us and they filmed a special little fun summer piece. Here's this church in Maui. Hmm. The girl who I uh, interviewed me, we went out and got shave ice together. Very funny, happy, you know, with the drone shots of beautiful downtown Lahaina. Then this happened. Yeah. So we were just there. So if you watch my little video I just did with my son, Jonathan, we show the footage. This is what Lahaina looked like just a few weeks ago. And this is what it looks like now. We put the images together. So you can see how radical the damage was. It's so terribly sad. You know, uh, I'm glad that your church is there. Tell me about that. How did Harvest um, in Maui come about? You decided you were going to have another campus and uh, Lord led you to Maui. Yeah, it sounds that way, but (laughs) no, it's actually. So a friend of mine uh, named Ricky Bryan, he's a professional surfer. Hmm. He's lived in Maui for years. He started this church up. over uh, 40 years ago. And so Ricky wanted to retire and ask if we would take it into our family of churches and harvest. And I said, well, guys, you know, I don't know if we want to do this. I mean, believe it or not, I did say that (laughs) because I wanted what was best for them. And I wanted to make sure we could do a good job for them. So I said, the only way I can do this is if we give you a video feed of my sermons on Sunday, it can be a live feed, but but it's got to come from California because I'm not moving to Maui. Right. So they came out to our services because some of our services, I'm in person preaching others. There are video feed. And I said, this is what it will be like. And, you know, they brought their leadership over and they liked what they saw. So we officially merged together seven years ago and the church has doubled in size. I think I mentioned we have around a thousand people attend. And then with the great news is we've seen in the last seven years, 2000 people come to Come to Christ at our church. Now, that's amazing. But here's why that happens. On any given Sunday, 30% of our congregation is made up of tourists. Hmm. So, you know, normally, you know, we, we, we're we going to all the world to preach the gospel. Jesus says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. But in a very real sense, all the world comes to Maui. Yeah. You know, at any given moment, you'll see people from all around the globe visiting the city and specifically downtown Lahaina. 
So they find out about our church, they end up in our church, they hear the gospel, because I usually give an opportunity for people to come to Christ in every service. And so we have people accepting Christ every week at what we call Harvest Kumalani. So their name used to be Kumalani, which means horizon in Hawaiian. So we added our name, Horizon Harvest Kumalani. That's a great uh, story for all those people on their vacation. I went to Hawaii and came back in the kingdom of God. Uh, you know, I think that's wonderful. And I also think, you know, there's a reason that God has led for led you guys to this merger and the church that was there. Part of that reason is the tourists, and part of that reason is going to be what you're going to be able to do to serve the Lord and serve wow. the people right now. Yeah, you know, the Bible says God can bring beauty out of ashes. Yeah. So that city is in ash. It, it's mm. a burned heap of rubble. And we're praying that that we can shine the light of Jesus, bring the hope of the gospel, uh, the message of Jesus Christ to people maybe who have never heard it before, uh, and and do all that we can to continue to represent Jesus in this island paradise. You know, the thing is, uh, Scott, is that people, you know, often go to Hawaii searching. Oh, I'm searching for God. I'm searching for truth. I'm searching for myself, trying to find myself. And and they're in the beauty of the island. So, you know, they think they'll find it. Well, what they really are searching for is God. Yeah. And so we're there to give them the gospel. And I think we'll be able to probably reach more people in the days ahead than we when we've ever been able to reach before. So, you know, we want to take advantage of the opportunity, but we also want to show God's love to people in a tangible way. We'll be there with food and with shelter and with uh, water and practical things as well, but we'll do it all in the name of Jesus Christ. And a big part of that is the presence with people. Sometimes that's what they need is people around. That's right. So if people are interested in helping with our relief efforts, we have a website, just harvest.org. That's where you go for all things harvest and we have a page up and we have a fund that's set up and it's called the Hawaiian harvest relief fund. And so are the Maui harvest relief fund. And so they can give if they feel so inclined by the Lord and we'll put that uh, money to good use, helping people in the name of Jesus Christ. There's going to be a great need. So I encourage people to go to harvest.org. And uh, if you want to give, this is a great way to do it if you want to support. And there's going to be a long time need long after this leaves the news. You know, that's something that happens with these things, Greg, is it's on the news for a couple of days and then we're on to something else. But the need remains. Yeah, you know, I think people, when they think Hawaii, it's like, oh, it must be hard living in Hawaii. Hawaii is just a place like any other place. It's a beautiful place, granted. And there are wealthy people that live on Hawaii. But there's a lot of people that work two or three jobs and and are just, you know, living, uh, you know, day to day. And and I know of many of those people who lost their little homes there. Yeah, they lost everything. It's not... It's not like we want to, you know, rebuild oceanfront estates. That's not what we're about over there. We're talking about just ministering to people that live there, local people, helping people in the name of Jesus who, and right now, some of them don't have a roof over their heads. That's right. And you're right. There's a lot of wealth, but there's a lot of poverty in Hawaii. Yeah. I think people don't always realize that. And uh, it's expensive to live there. It's super expensive. Uh, yes, to live there. Well, I'm glad that you're there. Uh, you're, you. you're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Greg Laurie, the senior pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship, and they have a campus in Maui. And if you want to help people who are suffering in Maui because of this terrible fire, go to harvest.org. Uh, Greg, 
the Jesus Revolution movie. I want to talk about that here for a second before you go. It's now streaming. You can get it on Blu-ray and D, uh, and DVD if people still get DVDs. I guess they do. Uh, but I think a lot of people stream it. Where can I get it? Well, you can go to Apple. and It's there at Apple. It's on Amazon Prime. All the usual places. Uh, yes, in the usual places. And there's other streaming platforms that carry it. Uh, and it's on Blu-ray and DVD, but now it's on Netflix. And you know, Netflix has a U.S. audience of 75 million subscribers, mm. and it's been trending on Netflix, which is a big deal. Yeah. Trending means it's popular. And at one point, it hit the number four spot of all movies watched on Netflix. So I'd encourage people, if you are a Netflix subscriber, watch it. And uh, and it helps more people to watch it because when it pops up in trending or in most popular films, someone to say, well, let's watch this movie, right? Right. And the great thing about Jesus Revolution is it's a, a beautifully done story, a true story, but it has the gospel in it. And we've had story after story of people coming to Christ watching it. So think about this piece of gospel art out there, <laughs> for lack of a better term, on this huge platform that so many people utilize. And, you know, what we always are trying to do, Scott, is reach unexpected people in unexpected places with an unexpected message. And so, you know, a person doesn't go on Netflix to hear the gospel. They go to be entertained. But Mm. if they watch Jesus Revolution, they'll be entertained and they'll hear the gospel too. That's right. It's a very good movie, so people will like it. So I encourage everybody, if you've got Netflix, to uh, click on that, watch Jesus Revolution, watch it again. And be encouraged uh, by that movie yeah. and share it with your friends. Hey, it's on Netflix. You know, maybe invite people over to watch it, have dinner, talk about yeah. it afterward, right? Absolutely. A watch party. Those are very popular. And yeah, bring people over, give them some popcorn and, and watch the movie. And, you know, I feel like, Scott, if you could get a, a non-believer to watch Jesus Revolution to the very end, a lot of the heavy lifting is done. And you mm. could just ask them, well, what do you think about that? What, yeah. what is, what, how do you feel about what you saw there? And and I think you find a lot of people are just waiting for someone to tell them how to come to Jesus after watching it. Yes, and I really encourage that. And, uh, you know, uh, after the Harvest Crusade, you baptized. Uh, how many people got baptized the uh, week after Harvest Crusade this year? 4,500. 4,500 people. So, you know, yeah. the, what a blessing. It's crazy. You know, we have done a little research, and we believe it's the largest mass baptism in American history. Huh. You know, and coming off of this film, The Jesus Revolution, we've talked about it before, but this, and all the chaos and the insanity of our time, it also might be a time where we're going to see a great revival. We pray so. I feel like America has two options, judgment or revival. Yeah, yeah. You know, judgment will ultimately come to America and every nation and to every person, unless you put your faith in Christ. So I I think we're at a, you know, we're at a, a really important point right now in our nation. Like, what do we, what do we want? Do we want to face God's judgment or do we want to, do we want a spiritual awakening? So I pray we have one. You know, Nineveh was one of the most wicked cities of all time, but God sent a spiritual awakening and turned the nation around. And I think we desperately need that in America right now because we're going the wrong way fast right now. Yep. That's right. Uh, this is Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Pastor Greg Laurie. Uh, Greg, I just want to thank you for all that you do, and uh, we want to encourage your church and everybody who's going to serve in Maui and, and really help people after this tragedy. Can I pray for your church and what's going on in Maui? Please. Yes, please. Thank you. Yeah, God, uh, you know, we you, we know that you are sovereign, that you are in charge, and we know that you have called people to 
Maui, to go to church in Maui, to get saved in Maui, to serve at Harvest in Maui. Uh, and you orchestrated this whole thing for a lot of reasons for the people who live there and for the tourists. But we know that it's orchestrated for a time such as this with this terrible tragedy. God, we pray for the people who are suffering, who have lost everything, for those who have lost loved ones, those who have lost mm. pets, those who are are wondering what to do. We pray that that answer is given to them by somebody who knows Jesus right there on Maui, that they tell mm-hmm. them about Jesus. I pray that you give wisdom and strength to Harvest, to Samaritan's Purse, to other organizations that will be serving people for a long time. And for everybody listening whose heart is there, that they would go to harvest.org and and give as as you lead them, Lord. We thank you for Pastor Greg and his ministry. And uh, we also pray for Jesus Revolution and this round two on streaming, that people will come to Christ. Uh, through that message that you would use everybody across the world watching that uh, in this great way. And God, we do ask for that revival uh, this time. We thank you, Lord, for being with us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Scott. Great. It's all, your great always to have you on our program. And uh, we'll check in with Maui and keep talking about that. I'm sure there's going to be some good stories coming from your church there. Yes, we pray so. So we're praying for beauty out of ashes. Beauty out of ashes. All right, go to harvest.org if you want to help support, and more information will be available there as as the information comes, as the power gets turned on, hopefully soon. Greg, Pastor Greg Laurie, thanks for being with me today on the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you. Thanks. All right, it's a huge deal there in Hawaii. Have you been there? Have you been to this this town? I know that there's lots of people who are are struggling. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. Um, Michael in LA, welcome to the Pastor Scott show. Hi Michael, you with us? Uh yes, hi. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead Michael. Oh, okay. Uh, I just want to mention uh, that this reminds me of two things. Uh, one, that um, these fires here in Southern California. Yeah. And also, um, you know, the the climate change uh, agenda, I, I guess you you could call it. And the way these elite have uh, people, um, these, uh, these people setting these fires uh, in this uh, massive criminal network, that well, they actually have set up. We don't we don't know how this fire started, uh, Michael. But I, you know, I I know that there's lots of people who will have agendas and they will say the climate change or that there's people deliberately setting uh, them. We want to be careful with that. Fires happen naturally. Fires do get set by accident. Sometimes they get set on purpose. There's all kinds of reasons. Right now, we want to be focusing on the people who are suffering there because re- regardless of what happened and how it started, maybe they'll never figure it out. This is a it's a terrible tragedy. I think uh, Pastor Greg was right that that number of death it, of people who died, it's going to grow uh, to a, a terrible number. And, you know, I think, as you mentioned, Michael, that we're going to have fires here. We have had a couple just the last couple of days, small ones that could have been really big if it was a Santa Ana wind condition. That's something that happened in Maui, I think, as the winds were blowing and it just devastated things very, very quickly. Um, and that happens. And, you know, at some point you have to figure out why. Sometimes it's power lines. 
there's lots of reasons. Lightning strikes, there's there's multiple reasons. Most of the time, you know, that's what it is. Uh, and sometimes it's, you know, one big fire a few years ago in, in California, they decided, they figured was, in fact, I think somebody saw it. That's why. Somebody was driving and they had chains off the back of their truck that was dragging on the concrete and it sparked the fire and it hit the side of the road. The wind picked it up and there you go, big, big brush fire. Uh, this is the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557 is the number, you know, it, maybe you vacationed in Hawaii. I've been there a couple of times and uh, once for my honeymoon, we went to Kauai and uh, we went to uh, Oahu uh, not too long ago. And something that you do notice there, you know, I think Greg mentioned this, that there is this, you know, image of the wealth and the fancy hotels and the timeshares and, you know, there's that part of it. But when you spend enough time there, you realize, no, these are cities and these are cities that struggle with the normal things that cities struggle with. And you have uh, extreme poverty, actually. I mean, go grocery shopping someplace in Hawaii. Christy and I went not too long ago, regular box of Cheerios, like $10, right? It's expensive. I know we're headed that direction over uh, in the mainland, but, you know, it is not easy to live there for a lot of people. And for a lot of people who have been born there, who have lived there for generations, the the hurt in losing everything is tough. And something to also think about, as you pray about this for people, the power being out, the water is probably a problem. You pr- it's probably not clean. There are so many issues that happen, and it's different than when we have an earthquake or a hurricane in the mainland of the United States when trucks are lined up outside to go help people You know, as soon as the sky clears up. This is kind of like when the hurricanes have hit Puerto Rico and some islands. You can't drive the trucks over there. There's not a lot of room, you know, to bring in. It's complicated to bring in a lot of people, to bring in all all the supplies that you need. And one of the great things is that the church is already on the ground. That church has 1,000 people in it regularly. That's a lot of people on that island, and some of them are suffering, so the church is going to be able to help their own people who are suffering who go to that church and who go to other churches as well. Uh, on the island, but also that's a lot of people who are ready to serve. That's a lot of people who are called to serve the people, and we really want to encourage them and give them the resources that they need. It's going to be hard for them. The power is a problem. The water is a problem. Uh, multiple things are a problem. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Peggy in Temple City. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Peggy, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead, Peggy. Hello. Go ahead, Peggy. Hi. So. Oh. I heard great glory, and I'm so thankful for that movie. It totally ministered to our family and mm, our church. Jesus Revolution. And it was, it was such a witness of how, you know, his wife just remained devoted to him and loved him through it all. Yeah. But the reason I'm calling is because, um, you know, I heard about the fire in Hawaii. and In fact, we're going to Oahu in a, in a few, um, in about a month. But the people in Hawaii, they don't always welcome us. They consider us howlies. And, you know, even though we do bring a lot of income to their islands, but I think this would be a really great way and method of showing God's love to them in spite of how at times they treat us, that if we just pour out our love to them and let them know that we we love them as Christians and minister God's love to them, I think that would be a really, really great open door to do that. Well, there's a great opportunity to to love people. And, you know, some people, they just don't like the tourists. I mean, people don't like Californians in uh, most of the country, but (laughs) Oregon and other places, you know. Uh, but you're right, now's the time to show the love of God. Thank you for that. I hope that you have a good trip over there. And, uh, you know, the people of Hawaii, I think, are are 
fantastic people. They're and they are, are Americans. They're this is a, a you know it seems like it's another country, but it's not. It's the United States. All right, we've got to take a break. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. I've got an update for you on the missionaries that were kidnapped in Haiti. We talked about that uh, just two days ago. Prayed for them. A great update. I'll tell you about that as the Thursday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Well, there is some good news this hour about that American nurse and her daughter who were kidnapped in Haiti. They have finally been released. Alex Dorsonville and her daughter were taken nearly two weeks ago from a Christian charity where she was volunteering. Intense unrest in Haiti's capital recently has led the U.S. government to recommend Americans not travel to the country. Earlier this week, we prayed that Alex and her daughter would be released unharmed, and they were. And uh, that's great news. We are so excited about that. I want to update you on that. Alex and her daughter are part of a ministry called uh, Elroy, I think is how you say it, in Haiti. And uh, it is um, great news that, according to their website, they were released healthy and unharmed after 13 days of captivity. And in a statement, they said throughout this ordeal, God demonstrated his loving kindness through both private and public sector partners and resources who helped us navigate through this crisis. Concilium Incorporated, they said, a faith-based global security ministry. Never heard of that. But, you know, it's amazing what people are called to do in the kingdom of God. You know, what should I, what is God calling me to do? I know what he's going to do. He's calling me to create a global security ministry to provide consultants for people who get kidnapped like this in other countries. That's amazing. I think that is amazing what uh, what the church does when it wants to search people. Uh, NBC News continued its reporting this way. This is certainly good news here. We do know that Dorsonville and her daughter were kidnapped uh, last month near the organization that the mom was there for, a Christian ministry, near Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Again, this is new information that we've been hearing now from the Christian ministry itself. It was an organization that provides education to about 390 students and hosts other ministries. We know that Dorsonville and her daughter are from New Hampshire. She was there as part of her relationship. Her husband helped found this organization. It's known as El Roi Haiti, the king Haiti, it means in French. That is not at all what it is, by the way, but I'll come back to that. Uh, suffice to say, she was a community health nurse, married to the group's founder, as we indicated, had been serving in that ministry from quite some time. We're now hearing from the organization that said, in part, we praise God that he has proven himself faithful as he restores, supports, and strengthens Alex and her family, the ministry of Elwa Haiti, and the community that Alex has impacted and continues to impact with her ministry in Haiti. We've heard from the State Department as well on this issue out of respect for the family's privacy. They say they're not going to be commenting uh, in great detail. But they do say that this family, the mom and her daughter, have been through what they describe as a difficult ordeal, both mentally and physically. All right. So that is really good news. And I'm glad that you prayed. Thank you for praying with this family. Thank you for praying through this ordeal. This is the second time that uh, since we've been doing the show that we've prayed for people kidnapped in Haiti in particular. And uh, both times we got a good result. Uh, it's you know it's the result that's going to happen but this is the this is what you hope for this is what you pray for and that's exciting so good news there you can uh, find out more if you're curious uh, about them the website for that ministry is uh, e l r o i e l r o i which by the way it actually is uh hebrew and it's not french at all 
I, you know, finally, finally, after eight years of, of French, which has been totally useless for me, finally I hear that and I go, well, that's not French. That doesn't mean anything in French. It, uh, <laughs> it doesn't mean the king. It means the God who sees. And that's the purpose of the, the name of that ministry is that it's the God who sees. And a lot of times people who are in poverty and people who are in desperate situations like people who are living in Haiti right now, they wonder where God is. You might wonder that in your life, but, but you know, there are parts of the world where you just feel like, where is God? Well, God, the hands and feet of Jesus are there in this ministry, and uh, they, they serve educationally about 300 and some kids. And something that's true everywhere in the world is that the path out of violence and out of poverty and into a life where you can sustain yourself with work and uh, the things that you need is education. And it's educating the kids so that people can grow up and have confidence in themselves, be able to read, do, do the basic things in life and succeed. And if you do that, you can succeed. If you don't do that, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. And so it's a great, a great ministry. Plus they share most importantly, the good news of Christ. And so we're excited about that ministry. 888-528-2557 is the number. This is the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. Sherry and Gardena, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yes, hi, Pastor Scott. Thank you. God bless the station. And thank you so much for taking my call. Yeah. Um, I wanted to just briefly um, jump time in because you were asking if anyone had ever been to the um, uh, Lahaina part. Yeah, of Maui. earlier we were talking to sort of people who joined us. We were talking about the fires in Maui. We had Pastor Greg Laurie on talking about that a moment ago. So go ahead. Right, and I was listening, and so I'm definitely uh, praying in agreement. Um, I did have uh, the pleasure of visiting Lahaina. Uh, it was in the 90s, so it's been a few years. Mm. And so when I saw this, I was just absolutely um, devastated. And um, I just would encourage all of us to definitely keep them in prayer. I was going to say that um, it struck me because Greg was saying that a lot of people go, you know, and search for God and things like that. Um, We were saved, you know, when we went. So we knew the Lord. Yeah. But I could understand. And that little part of Maui really is look like a slice of heaven. We, mm-hmm. we, you know, we were there in a maze. We just said, if, if heaven is beautiful, this has to be a part of it. <laughs> I mean, it was just picture perfect, like a postcard. Yeah. And we, we were treated very well. We did have a timeshare. And, you know, it wasn't quite as expensive back then it is, as it is now. So we were able, you know, to get our groceries and take it back. But I just, I'm looking at the beach and I'm thinking, we sat there. You know, we shopped yeah. in those little shops, and so it just—I, my heart just broke when I saw this. And even looking at it on TV, I can't even imagine what it is, you know, to be there. So I'm definitely praying in agreement, and that they can, you know, rebuild as much. I mean, there's so much history there. And so basically, that's just all I want to say. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to chime in. Well, you're welcome, Sherry. You know, it's interesting, right? When something like this happens to a place we've been to, we feel it differently. Uh-huh. Right, we have certain mm-hmm. memories, and obviously, we're not feeling it the same way that people who live there and who have lost are feeling. Right. It. But I think we can relate right. a little bit. You know, we we know where that is. I saw a guy on the news. He was sitting in the middle of ashes on like a beach chair, just looking discouraged. Mm-hmm. And I thought that beach chair might be all he has. You know, mm-hmm. at, at this point, mm-hmm. so we yeah. want to pray for them. Yeah. And uh, you know, when these things happen, it's just uh, it's just an awful, awful thing. All right, Sherry. And I can see. Go ahead. Okay, I was just going to say real quick. I can see why people 
um, look at it, it's very much a retirement community. And so for a lot of people, they wouldn't want to be like on the big island or, you know, they want to be yeah. away from the tourists and that's where they would go. So anyway, yeah. God bless them. I guess we will be praying. Yeah. All right, Sherry, thanks for calling. Thanks so much. Uh, 888-528-2557, Pastor Scott Show. You know, we go to places like that and it is beautiful for a while, but if you stay somewhere long enough, you begin to see that it's it's another place. You know, Hawaii... Uh, they got roaches. You know that? <laughs> I don't want you to ruin your, your upcoming vacation, uh, Sherry, or, or somebody who called about that before was going. But, you know, if you're there long enough, you start to notice. Like you go to a nice hotel or you go someplace nice and it's beautiful for a while, but then you notice it's 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 earth and uh, they got they got stuff there. They got stuff there. Christy and I were there for our, our honeymoon uh, in Hawaii. We didn't go to Maui. And uh, we had a great time. We were there, though. Uh, we got to be there for a little over uh, two weeks. So that's unusual. And it was a great blessing that we got to do that. Somebody uh, let us uh, have their – they had a condo in uh, Kauai. And I think we paid something for it, but we didn't pay anywhere near what it's worth. So we it was a great, great deal. And I think we used air miles or something. So we did it mostly on the cheap. And uh, it was a condo so you could cook, you know, inside. It was a great way to do – anything. Somebody was just asking us recently about how do you do vacations on the cheap. Christy and I could probably write a book about that, but one of them is find a place, you know, where you can cook and don't eat out. Just make peanut butter and jelly or cheap stuff. And anyway, we did that in the honeymoon and, uh, you know, we enjoyed our time for um, all kinds of reasons that you do on a honeymoon. But on the uh, the time it was time to leave, uh, we got an extra day out of it because uh, one night I was brushing my teeth and uh, Christy was sitting over uh, on the bed, I think, watching TV. And uh, she goes, what day is it? And I said, Saturday. And uh, she said, no, 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 I mean day of the month. And I don't remember what day it was. It was like, oh, I think it was the 25th. And she said, our plane left this morning. Oh, how about that? Our plane left this morning. So I, <laughs> I called the airline. Now I'm wondering, is somebody going to check into this room here in a minute? Right? Because we're not supposed to be here. It's an extra day. That's how good a time we had there. And uh, I called the airline and I said, yeah, uh, my fiance, I'm in, Holly, I'm in uh, Hawaii on my honeymoon. My fiance just told me we missed our flight. And the guy goes, uh, 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 if you're in Hawaii on your honeymoon, then she is not your fiance. Ah, she is your wife. Ah, okay. So I like this guy already. And uh, sure enough, we missed our flight and got an extra day. Nobody checked in. So we snuck out of there the next day and sat in the very back row on the way back over. Anyway, uh, great time. If you ever get a chance to go, there are ways to do it that uh, aren't terribly expensive. We used to go to those timeshare uh, things. And uh, you ever do that where they give away the free stuff? They do give it away eventually. But, you know, you have to get beat over the head about a timeshare. And somebody comes out and tells you that you're not a man because you're not paying for vacations for your wife and all this terrible stuff. They tell you, you can just say no when they still have to give you the deal. Anyway, uh, there's, a, there's a tip for you if you want to blow a couple hours uh, listening to somebody sell you vacations this weekend. This is the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. When we come back, I want to follow up on something that the reporter said in that kidnap story, uh, because I just find it interesting, just something to always keep in mind. We'll be back as the Thursday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Her husband helped found this organization. It's known as El Wa Haiti, the King Haiti, it means in French. 
That was Peter Alexander, who is the NBC White House correspondent, okay? And I'm playing this. This was part of the the story we played in the last segment about the kidnapped missionaries in Haiti that have been released. It's a great story, great ending to that. But he said something that I just thought was – it was just an interesting thing to me, that, and I picked up on this, because what he says here is completely – and totally wrong. Her husband helped found this organization it's known as El Wa Haiti, the King Haiti, it means in French. Uh, that is not at all what it means. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with it is that it actually is Elroy, it's Hebrew, and it is a name for God. It is the God who is with us. I talked about that briefly a moment ago, but the, the thing that I thought about here is I thought this guy you know, Peter Alexander, he's a White House correspondent for NBC. He is one of the top reporters in the country. His task is to ask questions of the president of the United States. And I thought, you know, it took five seconds to Google what that meant. You could go to the Elroy website and check it out. You can Google how to pronounce it. You can Google what Elroy means and where it comes from. And he says it's French and uh, it uh, it means the king, which is not at all true. It's not French, and it doesn't mean anything if you say it's French. And I just thought, you know, this is it's kind of a lesson because it means he he made it up, right? He didn't Google it, he didn't look it up, he didn't research it. And I I get how media is sometimes it's like this on radio, right? Does this all of a sudden you're on the air? All of a sudden it's live. You got to say you got to come up with something. He probably thought it was right. I can get where you kind of get there with it, but it's not right. Uh, it's not what the ministry believes it means. It's not the point of it, and it's not how you pronounce it. It's not French. It's just he got it completely Her wrong. Husband helped found this organization. It's known as El Wa Haiti, the King Haiti. It means in French. That That is uh, something to just be aware of, is that in our crisis, I think, of information and of truth and trying to figure things up, you got to know something. People just make stuff up, even the professionals, even the people who should be at the top of their game. Sometimes they just make it up, and they make it up. Sometimes they make it up for nefarious reasons, right? They've got an agenda, and there's stuff on the Twitter machine. There's stuff that people believe. Uh, on all sorts of angles from the the politics that literally is made up. And some of it is made up because someone's deliberately lying to you. Other times it's made up because it's something that, hey, this sounds right, and then you say it, and then you forget that you made it up and you think it's true, but it never was true. You ever do that? You ever do that to yourself or see somebody do that? They say you say something or you you sort of believe you're discerning something and it seems true, it sounds true, so then you tell people it's true, but then it's not. It's different than a mistake, right? I mean, I guess it's, it can be a mistake, but it just comes out of thin air. Well, that's what he did with it. He pulled it out of thin air, and he might have done it because he's, hey, you're on the air in five seconds, and he just shouldn't have gone there. I think people do that, but it worries me that, you know, bothers me. It doesn't worry me because this is the world we live in, but something we should know is that people sometimes just make stuff up. This is why it's important to to listen carefully, and in particular in a world where there are hostilities against sides, right? People just say stuff, and sometimes they believe it, and sometimes they don't, right? Sometimes they say stuff that they that's completely untrue, but they do believe it. Jerry, just remember, it's not a lie if you believe it. Yeah, so there's a little George Costanza right there uh, going on at NBC News. And 
you know, we used to have, I was talking about this with somebody today who's been around a while, the White House press corps, they've always been, I don't want to say always, but most of my life have been left-leading, right? If you go back in the days, you go back to Jimmy Carter and uh, Ronald Reagan, that period of time, and you had a guy named Sam Donaldson. If you're old enough to remember that guy, uh, he was ABC News, he was he, people used to call him Mr. Spock because he just kind of seemed logical. And, uh, you know, well, there was the thing is about him is that he would be in the back of the press room and he would just shout questions. And whenever the president was going to the helicopter, he would you could hear him shouting questions. And usually his questions were pretty good. Now, he was on the left of things. I think, you know, later on, as people got more opinionated, you learn that. But he would ask hard questions of both Democrats and Republican presidents. He would. And they'd be good questions. Ronald Reagan and him used to have this thing where you would see Ronald Reagan walking out of the White House and he would go to the helicopter and Sam Donaldson would be shouting questions at him. And so you hear there's a lot of noise, but you heard in the background Sam Donaldson's voice and it sounded like this. And he would just holler out, Mr. President, something. And Reagan did this funny thing. He would put his hand up to his ear like he can't hear him. And kind of wave him off. And, you know, Reagan was pretty good at using his age. Back in the day, Ronald Reagan, who was in his 70s, we considered that really old to be president and not anymore. And uh, he would sort of act like he couldn't hear it. But if it was a question that Reagan really wanted to answer, suddenly he could hear it. And he'd march right over there and answer the question. We'll see him. And then he'd answer the question. And there was this funny thing going on. And they they appreciated each other, I think, because of that, because Sam Donaldson knew that Reagan probably could hear him. (laughs) And Reagan knew that Sam Donaldson knew he didn't care. And there was just a better thing. There was a lady named Helen Thomas. And later on, you learn that she was way out there to the left in her own personal views, probably not like today, but what would have been leftist then. But she asked hard questions of Jimmy Carter, Ronald Reagan. Uh, She went back, I think, to President Kennedy, maybe before that. She asked decent questions. And if you ever watch the the press briefing, uh, you know, it's mostly softballs now. It is mostly not difficult questions or they're leading questions. And sometimes people believe that uh, usually it's not President Biden. Usually it's a spokesperson, Karine Jean-Pierre. Uh, she's got, you know, kind of set answers for things up there. The president, uh, President Biden, rarely answers uh, questions. He was on the Weather Channel, though, did an interview in the Weather Channel earlier this week. Uh, did you see it? Probably not. You know why? Because it's on the Weather Channel, um, which is a good place to go if you don't want to answer a lot of questions. We we need people in that room to ask hard questions. We would I think we would have a lot more unity if we had better reporters asking questions. There was a crazy scene where the the uh, Fox News guy Peter Ducey uh, jumped over, and he's the press correspondent for Fox. Of course, everybody knows Fox is going to be your more conservative station, and uh, he comes up to Joe Biden and asks him this question. There's this testimony now where one of your son's former business associates is claiming that you were on speakerphone a lot with them, talking business. Is that what... I've never talked business in England. And I, I know you'd have a lousy question. Well, what do you... It's, why is that a lousy question? Because it's not true. I, I, I knew you'd have a lousy question. <laughs> so, Wilbert, we need to, like, isolate that. And we'll just play it just for me in some interview if I ask a dumb question. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that the thing is, I'm not sure that was the best question as far as articulating that issue. It's a little more complicated than that. But that's the only question that 
Joe Biden, only time Joe Biden has answered anything about this. What his press people do is they say, oh, it's a family matter. Talk with them. Talk with, you know, and it's it's a growing issue. In the past, that press room would have been going berserk. Uh, and they are asking more and more questions. That is for sure. But it's something to think about. And I guess two things to think about. One of them is just because you're watching the news and it's a reporter or you're listening to a radio show, you know, it's OK to question it. If something in your brain goes I'm not sure that that's right. Uh, It's okay to check into it. You should. And especially on things that you might want to believe is true, right? Sometimes there's just things that we want to believe is true that just they're not. And we can't spread them around, you know, even if it helps us somehow politically or in an agenda kind of thing. Uh, And the second thing is to, you know, when we think of the division in our country and the back and forth and stuff, the media plays a role in that. And if the media doesn't play the role of the watchdog, if the media isn't trying to dig at the truth and really report, then we've got a a big problem. And we do. I think we all know that, that journalism is is rare these days. Anyway, all of that came out of my brain because uh, of the fact that this guy who is a White House correspondent completely did not look up what this missionary was about, what the agency was about, what the word meant, and just made it up on the fly. And uh, he probably didn't do too well in his uh, high school husband French class. helped found this organization. It's known as El Wa Haiti, the king Haiti, it means in French. No, it doesn't. It just doesn't mean that. All right. You know, so that's just something I thought about. Always check into it. You know, and and today, especially because the there are people who deliberately just lie to you. They just make it up. And then what happens is everyone else wants to believe it. So they retweet it. And it just goes through like, you know, I was going to say wildfire. That's probably uh, not the term to use with the, the Hawaii thing. But that is how fast it spreads. And it leaves destruction, I guess, if I'm going to be a pastor for a moment and use it as an illustration. That's what lies do. They just carry so fast. We, as Christians especially, need to be people of the truth. We've got opinions. We have things that need to be said. And we can be wrong, but we have to acknowledge it when we're, when we're wrong. We have to acknowledge that maybe I don't have all the facts. Maybe we you know, think we've got it all, and we don't. And that is okay. All right, when we come back uh, in the next hour, were you traveling in uh, Los Angeles on the freeways and got diverted, especially if you were on Highway 134 uh, in the Glendale area? Well, you were because a protest happened where somebody actually took a semi-truck, blocked the freeway, and then a lot of people came on the freeway to protest uh, a significant issue going on in their home country. And we've got a guest with us who was there who does a lot of social media uh, reporting, and he's going to talk to us about that. I think that you're going to find that really interesting. So we're going to have that here. It's Anthony. Uh, uh, Anthony's his name. What's his? Cabasso. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, make sure I got that. I didn't have his name right in front of me. All right. This is the Pastor Scott Show. You can get the podcast wherever you get your podcast, kkla.com, or go to uh, Apple or Spotify. Subscribe. Just click that subscribe button. You'll never miss a show. Plus, you can watch us now at kkla.com. We're live streaming. And uh, uh, that is, uh, I guess, a lot of fun. Sometimes there's things going on, you know, that you don't see on the radio because you can't see it on the radio. We'll see you on the radio here in just a couple of minutes as we take a break. This is the Thursday edition of the Pastor Scott Show. Be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.